What is good? This is Kellen, and this is The Kellen Rowland Show. I'm Kellen. I'm your host. As usual, thank you for tuning in. I am very, very serious that your time is valuable, so I got to start off every podcast by saying thank you and letting you know how grateful I am that you chose to spend some time with me. If you're a first-time listener, the show is about life. We talk about everything from finances to meditation. I'm also a huge coffee lover and a Lakers fan, so that will undoubtedly come up in the majority of the episodes we have on the show. This is the 26th episode of The Kellen Rowland Show, and for the return listener, thank you. You are the motivation to keep this going. The text, the feedback, the DMs, all that, it's just so dope, and last week we talked about finances and People reached out and it seems like people are ready to get their finances in order, which I was super excited to hear. I'm taking my finances extremely seriously. I'm 35 years old, so by no means have I been doing every tip and trick under the sun since I was 12. You know, I didn't put a hundred bucks away every day from the day I turned 18 to now. In hindsight, if I w- if I could go back, of course I wish I could. However, we don't spend a lot of time looking in the rearview mirror on this show. We're really all about what's going to happen today and then planning for the future. Can't change the past, but we can change today, and that's the most important thing. So thanks for tuning in. Episode 26, really happy to be going this far. You know, this was an episode where it's Sunday. I've been procrastinating all weekend. Usually I have a cheat day on Sunday where I kind of eat whatever I want. It's kind of turned into a cheat weekend. So I would like to, you know, always let you know, you know, exactly where I'm at. And uh, I'm not perfect. You've already picked that up, but I like to share when I'm doing really well. But I also want to share when I'm having trouble living up to my own standards. So, you know, I usually have one day a week where I eat whatever I want and every other day, the other six days, I eat really strict and I'm a pescatarian. I don't eat desserts, you know, a lot of salad, a lot of fish protein, not anything else, right? That's usually my six day a week. That's what I do. However, this week, you know, I was in New York Then I got home super late. We've been on the grind. You know, work is going really well. There's a lot to do, which I like it when I'm busy. Got home on the weekend and just kind of fell off the diet. Had donuts yesterday, had sushi at like 10 p.m. But shout out to all my homies. We went out to the Haunted Hayride yesterday. That was fun to hang out with all of my friends, but it wasn't scary. I was looking forward to being scared but it didn't happen. So whatever. But yeah, so, you know, I'm going to spend the rest of this wonderful Sunday eating whatever I want and I'm going to get back on track tomorrow. So, you know, I want to share with you when I'm being as dialed and disciplined as I can be. And I also want to let you know that I fuck up too and have breakdowns and that should give you the confidence that when you have a little bit of a slip up, Just acknowledge it and get back on track. That's all you really can do. Because see, the other thing, and this is something I could do, but I won't. 
I could wallow in the fact that I'm having a bad weekend from a diet perspective, let it get me down, get super bummed out about it, and then just be like, well, fuck, I already fucked up the weekend, so then Monday I'll just eat like shit too. Oh, and then Tuesday, and I'm going to cancel my gym appointment on Tuesday as well, and then I could just build this little self-deprecating spiral because I got a little bit off track. Or you get off track and then you get back on track. Pretty simple if you ask me. So I was on the road for the past two weeks. I was in Vancouver, Seattle, New York, and Philadelphia. Really good time. Got a lot of great work done. You know, the job, the career is Herschel Supply Company. You know, we look after the sales for the U.S. And uh, yeah, we're just having good meetings, had a good season. So that side of my life is going extremely well. I work with extremely talented and intelligent people that challenge me and make me better every day. Thank you for that. And uh, next week, or this week actually, I'm going to the Grand Canyon for the first time. I'm very excited to get away and get out of a city and get to nature. So next week, I won't have a show. I'm going to take the week off. And I'm going to go explore the Grand Canyon because one of my best friends is getting married. Shout out Chris. And we're going to have his bachelor party. And uh, we're at that point in our lives where for us, our bachelor parties aren't about going and getting drunk and going to Vegas or whatever and getting strippers. We're not kind of, we're past that. And now we go on crazy hikes or adventures and spend time outdoors. You know, we're on some grown up shit. You know what I mean? Grown and sexy. You feel me? Yeah, this show though is really just, I just want to tell you that I've just been procrastinating. Oh man, my phone. I cannot get off my phone. Can you guys, can you relate? I can't, I feel like every time I am not doing something like writing an email or talking with someone, I'm just on my phone. My phone feels like it's sewn to my hand. I got to get off it. When I go to the Grand Canyon, I'm using it as a definitely a couple days to kind of realign my relationship with social media and technology. And it's a, I'm in a bit of a quagmire, if you will. I am active on social media. I want to promote the podcast. I want to continue the dialogue. I want to promote the message. I also want to have a healthy relationship with social media and not spend all of my free time scrolling through Instagram or Twitter. So it's a struggle. I think it's common at this point. You know, you walk down the street and I see people and they're just hunched over on their phone and I'm like that too sometimes. So one of my next little missions is going to be to realign my relationship with social media and my phone in general. I just... I don't want to be on my phone as much as I am. So it's time to make a plan, create some boundaries, and I'm going to share those boundaries with you so that I could be accountable to you. And then I'll track my progress and I'll let you know how it goes. I want to introduce this topic of dialogue and conversation. 
and having moderation and polite disagreements or extreme points of view and teams. My side, their side, us versus them. I feel and I'm witnessing so much of us and them, my team versus their team. And I feel like I've seen and I've witnessed a decrease in discussion. Just people getting together and talking, whether they agree or they don't agree, and being open to having a new point of view introduced. How many conversations do you go into where your mind is already made up? Okay, I'll go first. Sometimes I do. I've catch myself going into a situation to discuss something and then thinking in the back of my mind, like, well, I already kind of know where I want this to go. And I'm trying to be really aware of that. And I want to be open to new ideas and have my, be willing to have my mind changed. And I'm kind of, I'm trying to, look around in the world and figure out like what happened? Like, why did we lose this like art of discussion? And there's definitely a connection to social media and communicating through text message, emails and social media platforms versus communicating through in-person conversations. An in-person conversation is much different than a text conversation. In a text and on social media, you have time to plan your response. You can go through three or four different responses in your mind and try to pick the most appropriate one. But when you're in person with somebody, you have to read what's happening, feel the vibe off of their energy, and be able to think on the fly and improv and really be receptive to their energy. And something that I've kind of found interesting, which it kind of bums me out. Before we carried the internet in our pockets, if I was talking to somebody and we were trying to figure out, let me see, like we were trying to figure out, you know, hey, what year did Back to the Future come out? And you were with two or three people. Everybody would kind of go around and, and give their point of view, like, oh, I think it was 82 or it was 84. And you know what? No, I remember because I went to the movies with my cousin and, you know, he spilled popcorn all over the ground and it just stuck out to me. And then I remember we had that his 12th birthday the next day. And, you know, you get into these conversations about trying to recall this point of view, this in, this information, but Now, because we carry the internet in our pocket, like before you can even finish asking a question, someone's already Googling it. And don't get me wrong, having like all the information in the world in your pocket is definitely not a negative. But when it's in replace of communication and discussion, I think that's a miss. Because it's not necessarily about recalling what year Back to the Future came out. It's about depriving the natural ebb and flow of where a conversation like that could go. 
it's not all about recalling the information. Sometimes a top, not sometimes, but a topic or a question can just kind of put you on a path and take you somewhere that you never thought you would go. Instead, we're so focused on just finding out the answer that I think it just kind of like robs the natural human conversation where I see this becoming more prevalent every day is I've seen people fall into these alliances in these groups, you know, my team and their team. And I think that there is a value to that in some regard, because you want to align with people that have a traditional similar thought process as you. It, I could see how it makes sense. Like, Hey, I'm going to vote with this group of people because the majority of the issues we agree on. Okay. That's fine. However, when you become so focused on disagreeing with the other side, I believe we lose the actual dialogue and the mission of trying to figure out what we even believe. When your belief goes from, I believe in this, to I believe in whatever the opposite of what they believe, what do you really believe in? And I guess that's the question, right? When everybody is so against each other, then what do we really believe in? So, oh my fucking God, I'm on my phone. Wow. I didn't even know how that just happened. I looked down. There was a text. I picked up my phone. And then I went on Instagram. That's not good. Oh, man. I am addicted to my phone. I need to fix this. I've never... In all 25 episodes of the show, 26 being recorded right now, I've never picked up my phone in the middle of recording without looking for specific information that was the in context to the show. Oh boy. And you're hearing this. This is like real time. This is not an act. I'm not like role playing this. This is not the second take of, Hey, Kellen, you know, get distracted by your phone and then talk about it on your show. Like that just happened. Oh man. So yeah, time for some boundaries, time to set up some boundaries with the phone. I'm open to ideas too. If people have good suggestions on how they separate themselves from their phone, I think it's very worth it. I'm probably going to do some research and follow up on what Ariana Huffington is talking about these days. I did read her book Thrive that came out a few years ago, and it talks a lot about digital detox and you know the wellness and sleep and how important those things are and getting away from your screens. And I've always kind of told myself, probably a little white lie, which is it's all good because, okay, so let me, let me frame up what the lie is. This is a lie that I've been telling myself. I am very fortunate because I can go to sleep easily. So because I can go to sleep easily, 
I've been telling myself it's okay to lay in bed on the phone. So I lay in bed and before I go to sleep, I am on my phone. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's an hour and I don't even realize it's happened. I'm just sitting there and I look up and I'm like, wow, I've been toggling back and forth between all these social media platforms for 45 minutes. And it's totally unhealthy. The the light is blaring in my eyes. But since I can go to bed easily, I've always thought, well, it doesn't affect me. Like I'm, I'm not affected by this. But I don't know. Maybe it is affecting me. I don't feel tired or anything. I don't feel tired or anything. But again, I just feel very distracted. Like, I guess it doesn't come up when I'm at work or in like a meeting. I don't have a problem checking my phone. It's easy for me to put my phone down when the rules of engagement are very clear. Like if I'm in a meeting with Nordstrom, I'm not going to check my phone. It just, it would never happen because I know that that's what the expectation is. And I know from my own personal life that I work really well when I know what the expectations are. I don't work that well when the expectations are unclear. So expectations clear, easy for me to do what I need to do. Expectations unclear, easy for me to rationalize other ways of doing things or just thinking like, oh, it's totally normal to be on my phone all the time. So I had no intention of talking about this topic at all, but that's why I love this show. Because even though this is a podcast, to me, it does feel kind of like a classic AM talk show. Like sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to turn on the mic, record for like 30 to 50 minutes, let it rip. And that's it. You know, that's my, that's my radio show that it lives forever and you could listen to it on demand whenever you want. But I also kind of feel like, you know what? I mean, I could have a Sunday show this, you know, Hey, Sunday, 11 to noon. There it is. You know, the Kellen Rowland show life and coffee. Would you tune in? Would you tune into a live Kellen Rowland show? Let me know. I'm very interested to hear what uh, what you think. But yeah, this phone thing, yeah, I got to figure it out. All right, well, that's good. I have a new project to work on, which I love projects. I love to do things that are different and new than what I'm currently working on. And, uh, you know, creating some boundaries with my telephone and social media can only be a good thing. That's it. There is no negative outcome from having a better relationship with the phone and spending more quality time doing other things like reading, talking to my friends, exercising, cleaning, being productive. Cool. All right. Well, uh, that's exciting to me. Like you're literally listening to a whole range of like, this is emotion. Like I can't, uh, I just want to acknowledge that this is so raw and so real and like a little bit in my head is like, oh man, is this a good episode? Is this going to be dope? And, but no, this is fresh because it's like, I'm talking to you about an issue with my phone and somehow my phone ends up in my hand and I'm fucking checking Instagram, but now I feel good and I'm inspired because I have a plan. I have a plan and going to the Grand Canyon on Thursday 
is very serendipitous to realign my relationship with social media while I am in nature. So this is cool. I'm excited. Is there anyone else out there that has an issue or would like to be on social media less? I would like to know that. Is there anyone out there that feels like they're addicted to their phone? I'd like to know that too. Or is anyone out there felt like they were addicted to their phone, but they put in some boundaries and ways to go about it and have uh, passed on, have moved past it? Also something that I would like to know. All right, this is cool. I like this. This is fresh. This is a fun topic. It's something that's relatable. I'm not sure if I touched on finances earlier on in this episode, but finances are going to be an ongoing topic for me. The first and foremost, which I said in the last episode, is just get some sort of a system to track your spending. And the next step, once you have like, this is how much I spend on my home, car, clothing, food, entertainment, the next step is to create some budgets and then live within those budgets. And the ultimate goal is start to put money away if you're not already doing that. I think the best way to do it is have it come out of your check before it even goes into your checking account. It's a lot easier to save money that you don't see instead of saving money that is right in front of your face. That's my little tip and trick of the episode. What else? We are a couple days away from the Lakers opening night game on the 20th against the Houston Rockets. I'm very excited about that. I mean, Lakers season is going to be amazing. I'm actually going to not talk about the Lakers that much right now because by the time I come back and record another episode, we'll have our first real game and I'd rather comment on a real game than preseason. And what else did I want to get into? You know, that might be it. This might be a short episode You know, I had a weekend, my weekend, I've been procrastinating all weekend. I got a meeting with a friend in a few hours. I want to get this out. Yeah, you know, this is it. You know, you're, you're, you're dealing with me at my most honest. And I'm so transparent with this show that if I put out a short show, I'm just going to tell you like it's short. I have to get to something else a little bit later in the day. And I just would rather tell you why it's short rather than it just end abruptly. And then you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why was this show so short? So that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. 25 minutes. This is uh, actually, it's not 25 minutes. It'll probably be 23 when I edit it. But hey, 26 episode, the Kellen Rowland show. I feel like I've just realized that I'm addicted to my cell phone. So thank you for... uh, being a part of this uh, revelation, which uh, I guess is going to turn into some sort of intervention. I guess this is what happens when you eat donuts all weekend and you have a diet breakdown. You just start to get really introspective about, uh, you know, what's going on in your life, which is totally fine because uh, every day I'm working on something. I will never be done with my work. I will always be on the journey and I would be I would be disappointed in myself if I didn't just give a shout out to meditation. 
I had a conversation with two people this week that have recently started meditation because of the show. It's so amazing to me that this platform and this show are helping people adopt meditation in their life. It's literally a dream come true. If you can close your eyes and imagine anything, any conversation, any relationship, or any moment that has significantly impacted your life in a positive way. So when you imagine that, that's what meditation has done for me. So the fact that I can share it, it's like giving a gift that keeps on giving. And that is so fulfilling. Yeah, it just puts a smile on my face. So keep it up. This is the Kellen Rowland Show. I am Kellen, hitting you with a somewhat short episode, a little bit all over the place, but uh, you know, we got to keep it 100% 26th episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Overcast, Google Play, Spotify, all that. So holler at your boy, download, share it with a friend, write a review. All that helps more people find the show, which, uh, That's my goal. Send the message to people that want to hear it and uh, increase that number of people and increase the impact. So thank you very much. I'm going to edit this right quick and then get it posted. And I will be back in two weeks with another show. And until then, have a great day, night, work, whatever you're doing while you're listening to this. I hope it's going well and we'll speak soon. Bye.